37th parallel on America's haunted highway, it's Pixelated Paranormal, your guide to the unusual and the strange. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to episode 246 of Pixelated Paranormal. With me, as always, is Presto. What's up, all you cool ghosts and goblins, you crocodines and crocodingos? Oh, man, it's been you a chupacabras <laughs> and goatmans and goat ladies and mantis people and just every fucking thing imaginable. <laughs> and everything in between. Yeah. It's it's been a couple weeks, man. Lots has been going on, and uh, try as we might, we finally made it back to record an episode. Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, still trying to finish up the website to get everything taken over onto the pixelated paranormal side so we can, you know, basically fend for ourselves again. And then amongst doing that, you lost your internet for a hot second. Yeah, they... Um... They were supposed to come out and bury the lines like a year ago, and they never did. And um, so last week, amidst all the different bullshit I had going on, I was out mowing, and uh, I thought I had the line moved out of the way, but it had kinked up, and um, I hit it, and I cut it, (laughs) and I had no internet for a day and a half. Man, what was it like? Did you feel like you were living, like, in the 1800s? Um, nah, because, you know, I could still, like, because we have 5G through Verizon, so I could still get on YouTube on my phone and, like, Netflix on my phone. It just felt really fucking weird having to watch everything on my phone. I'm like, this fucking sucks. And then I get on the Xbox, and it's like, this game requires internet connection. This game requires, (laughs) and I'm just like, you know what, fuck this. So. Yeah, that's the only downside to us doing game share is anything you own technically is assigned to my Xbox and vice versa. Yeah. So it doesn't let you play anything if you don't have the interwebs. So that part blows. Well, we're back for a, most likely a shorter episode again just because uh, things are going like 100 miles an hour right now. We're just trying to uh, catch our breath a little bit. But anyway, we've got some fun stories to share Uh, Mostly it's just fun things that have popped up in the news, specifically more bizarre creatures that are making headlines. So, Presto, if you don't have anything else to add, we'll just get after it. Ain't got nothing. Sweet. Well, first up in our news story, something weird has been making its way across Facebook land. Now, I'm not sure if listeners, if you've seen this or heard about this, but supposedly a strange creature was captured on security footage near Moorhead, Kentucky. And we'll be sure to upload all these photos as well as how you can find the video yourself right now. But apparently, these images were posted to Douglas Windsor McLoney III on Facebook on July 5th. Now, that's a mouthful, but yes, Douglas Windsor Maloney III on a Facebook group. Maloney, a resident of Moorhead, Kentucky, says that these photographs were taken from a security camera at Red River Gorge and added at least two videos exist of this supposed creature. Now, on the video, you'll see what looks like a strange, I don't know, almost like one of those weird wobbly things from the Silent Hill movie. 
that just kind of staggers and hunches over and stumbles through this guy's driveway or a junkyard or whatever this is, but it's really weird. It's humanoid in shape. It's got real shaky knees. Its head looks like it's kind of, I don't know, mushed or skinny or too small for its body, and it just kind of wobbles and wiggles its way across this camera. If you want to jump on Facebook and watch the videos, I found them simply by searching for Douglas Windsor McCloney III on Facebook. And the video is pretty interesting. It could easily be a simple prank, but presto, buddy, what do you think? Because it looked like he was filming the video from his phone off of a TV screen. Like, it wasn't uh -huh. him looking out an actual window or anything. Like, you could see, like, the lines, like, you know, when you get too close to a TV screen, you can see, like, the lines in the TV screen. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's what it looked like. So I'm just like, dude, that, that, what the fuck are we doing here? Like, I don't need you to video me a video of something you watch. Like, I need you to get your mm -hmm. ass out there in the real world and catch it live. <laughs> well, you know, though, these things normally run across security footage when we are like, fast asleep around, you know, 2 to 4 a.m., around the witching hour. But my thought was... That's also how I used to make a lot of really great Photoshop errors go away in design school. If you layer so many images together and all the pixelations different, if you just add kind of a grainy film across the whole thing, then everything suddenly looks like it all belongs together and everything looks like it has the same resolution. So if you got a buddy in a suit or some kind of weird puppet and you've got it running across your security footage and then you video that screen with your phone, it becomes just grainy enough, kind of like the Patterson-Gimli footage. You're able to basically show a really fake photo of whatever this fucking thing is. Hmm. It reminds me a lot, if you remember back in 2019, there was a story from Colorado Springs where, uh, what was her name? I had it, I had it, I had it. Vivian Gomez had supposedly got CCTV footage of, like, what looks to be Dobby the Elf just kind of walking down her driveway. Oh, yeah, yeah. It looks very similar to that, and I threw a picture of that into our doc, and I'll throw that up on uh, the Instagram and Facebook as well. It's very similar to that creature in the way that it moves, just kind of like real jerky need and almost like it's, you know, not quite sure of its footing as it's walking. McLoney goes on to say... I'm going to try and get the original video to show there are two videos actually and it shows the way the thing moves and it doesn't move like a human. It moves almost like its kneecaps are backwards. It kind of reminds me of Smeagol from Lord of the Rings, but in the last picture you can see its ribs, it's pretty much bones. So I don't know. Again, you guys can find that video as long as it's still on Facebook at Douglas Windsor, W-I-N-D-S-O-R. McLoney is M-C-L-O-N-E-Y, and then the Roman numeral three. Look for it. Jump in there. He's got it all over his Facebook. It's worth a watch, even if we're just making this guy, you know, internet famous. Who knows? It's curious. It could easily be a fake, but we need y'all to weigh in. Now, up next, as far as security footage goes, we're a little late to the party. But in Amarillo, Texas, city officials are asking for help identifying a strange creature seen in surveillance footage from the Amarillo Zoo. Back on May 21st at around 1.25 a.m., security cameras at the Amarillo Zoo captured a bizarre image of what appears to be a wolf-like figure walking around inside a perimeter fence. 
City officials said there were no signs of vandalism or attempt to gain entry into the zoo, and no animals or people were found harmed, so they're baffled at exactly what they captured on security camera. Presto, have you seen this making the rounds? I certainly have seen it on almost every paranormal forum that I follow. Uh, no, this is actually the first time uh, <laughs> um, I've come across this. Fantastic, buddy. Okay, well, you see the photo there. Rob, my dog head. man, Cherry. Oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, boy. So, I mean, what do you think, dude? It looks like a dollar store Sonic the Hedgehog or possibly a werewolf. Let me scroll back up and look at this. See, I that looks a little like... Clearly, the, this photo was off security cam, but this security cam, like it was like kind of head on, and so there's mm-hmm. a little more definition to it. Um, mm-hmm. And so this doesn't look like fake bullshit. Like, yeah, this looks like some like fucked up like Sonic the Hedgehog <laughs> rocket <laughs> raccoon. That's like, where the fuck are my clothes? And what the fuck is you know? Where are all these lights? And like, it's pissed. Um, I don't know. It's a little bit more believable than the last one is definitely interesting because I can't quite figure out if this is a profile, like a side shot of the head, because if you zoom in, you also get the feeling like maybe it's looking straight at you because you can almost make out like eyeballs and maybe a nose on the snout. Yeah, and the fur's a little bit lighter around the snout and then the it's like darker. Like you're getting some good definition here and you get that little light streak going across the leg like there's muscle to it. Because uh, it's like it's a little bit lighter and the rest of it's a little bit darker. So you're getting mm-hmm. some definition there, which in the last one we just, I don't know, this fucking weird thing was walking across the screen. <laughs> right, right. And again, easily the first one could have been a prank. This one could be a prank for all we know. Yeah, right but this now, is a better this... prank. This is more convincing. Right. Well, regardless of whether or not it's a wolfman or a prank, The city of Amarillo is encouraging the public to submit ideas for what exactly the figure could be. Michael Kashuba, the director of Parks and Recreation for the city of Amarillo, said, We just want to let the Amarillo community have some fun with this, emphasizing the entity that was found outside the zoo, on camera that is. For now, the strange visitor is referred to as the UAO, Unidentified Amarillo Object. I equally hate and love that. But the theory, <laughs> but the theories of what exactly it could be have ranged from a werewolf, the dog man, a drunk college frat boy in a costume, or even just a piece of trash or a plastic tarp that's been photographed while blowing by the fence. But others suspect it could be one of the more locally known cryptids, like maybe the old goat sucker himself, El Chupacabra. However, just like you mentioned, Preston, you get definition of fur. The Chupacabra is most commonly described as having scaly skin and a raised ridge down its back similar to a lizard, as well as long, vicious teeth similar to wild animals with severe cases of mange typically found in coyotes and also more rarely in raccoons. And the creature in the security photo looks to be covered in fur. So seeing that this thing looks hairy, some folks are speculating that it might be the old sassy Squatch himself, old Bigfoot. 
And recently, there was a story of a Bigfoot encounter from another area around Amarillo that made headlines from back in October 2006 in Palo Duro Canyon State Park. Preston, if you would, please. The witness was walking on a small road to the public restrooms around 1 a.m. when he heard a rustling sound. He quickly shined his flashlight in the direction of the sound and heard what he described as a sound scarier than anything I've ever heard. It sounded like a deep, full gasp. He could tell by the sound that the creature's movement and expression that he had startled it. It instantly moved into the trees and vanished. He reported the creature was 30 to 40 feet away from him. It was too dark to see much in the way of detail, but the eyes looked dark and deep set. Its entire body, including its chest and face, were covered with darkish gray hair. He said it looked similar to Chewbacca. And he reported that with its hair was like animal hair, but not fur. He noted that the arms were much longer than a man's and extended almost to its knees. He noticed that its head was much larger than human beings, and he estimates that the shoulder width to be broad approximately 30 to 36 inches, and it weighs a lean 300 pounds. God damn, this guy can just, whoa. He is like a detective just like looking at it. He knows how to really size up a son of a bitch, doesn't he? Yeah, like, <laughs> well, by the, it, it was approximately the uh, size of its head was 36 inches and it weighed 300 pounds, but it was dark and I couldn't see shit, but I know this because I'm an outdoorsman. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. I don't wake up every morning at 4 a.m. and cover myself in skunk piss to not know how to size up a boy. Yeah. Well, anyways, this Bigfoot uh, had no odor. But what he saw paralyzed him with fear. He immediately abandoned the trip to the restroom, and he was so scared he chose to instead to relieve himself behind his tent, when he probably shit himself. <laughs> Once right, back yeah, inside yeah. the tent, he listened intensely and heard coyotes off and on during the early morning hours, but heard no other sounds. He admitted he was sleepless for the rest of the night. Fuck, I would be too, man. He looked for tracks the next day and spoke with three other people, but one of which described seeing a Bigfoot creature moving quickly through the area, trying to hide or run away. He reiterated that what he saw and heard was incredibly frightening because he had never seen anything like it before in his life and he hoped he'd never see it again. He said it was like seeing the monster. So either this guy saw Bigfoot or he made up a really great story to excuse why he shit his pants on a camping trip. Yeah. Either way, he laid there the rest of the night with a muddy butt. Poor little deuter. Now, other possible explanations could be the Wampus Cat, a.k.a. the Super Panther, which is a cryptid that's been reported from the oil fields of West Texas through the Ozarks. Described as a cross between a wild cat, a badger, and a lobo wolf. This thing's got fangs over two inches long and claws strong enough to uproot entire trees. Now, Presto, we never talked about the wampus cat, but we did the Ozark Howler, right? We did, and I think on one of the episodes, uh, we brought out uh, Steve's big book of bullshit. So, I mean, uh -huh. he might have gave a description of the old wampus cat. But I don't think we ever deep-dived the old Wampus Cat. 
Okay, I have recollection of doing so, but I, you know, we've got record here of the last 150 episodes or more, and I don't find anything matching Wampus Cat when I search the old Google Doc cache. Anyway, yeah, I think it was a quick uh, other things like Wampus Cat, and Steve was like, Wampus Cat. (laughs) What the fuck? That sounds like a genuine. Right, that sounds like that could be exactly what happened. (laughs) (laughs) Well, another explanation for what this creature could have been had me the most intrigued because it's something I'd never heard of before. A creature known as El Coco, also known as Quiqui, is similar to the Goat Man of local Texas legend and also very similar to Krampus. He's described as having long, stinky fur, sharp teeth, and horns that sprout from the top of his canine-like head. Now, this nightmarish Latin American monster is known to be a child-eater and kidnapper who lurks in the shadows of neighborhoods, hiding up in trees and on top of roofs, looking to snatch up disobedient children. Now, that story is pretty much probably made up just to keep kids in line, but I do like the idea of a Latin American cramp that's just running around eating people. Anyway, a little update about the unidentified Amarillo object. See, sometimes being a little late to reporting something is just fine. And in fact, this time, being late to the party allows us to update this story further. A Seattle-based company known as WISE, W-Y-Z-E, who specializes in smart home products like wireless cameras, is donating 80 WiseCam V3 cameras to the Amarillo Zoo. The WiseCam V3 is a top seller among home security camera systems in the entire country. They say, like many on social media, we saw the picture of the unidentified Amarillo object that was recently near the Amarillo Zoo, says Dave Crosby, co-founder and chief marketing officer for WISE. Was it an alien... An animal? A human in a costume? The world is curious. Unfortunately, the camera at the Amarillo Zoo was not able to provide a clear image of the UAO. We're making our mission at WISE to make sure. When and if it comes back, we'll all get the answers that we need. That's why we are sending 80 of our cameras. The WiseCam V3 has color night vision, so we can get a closer shot of the UAO when it comes back. So I don't know, maybe we'll get an answer, maybe it'll, you know, come scampering by again, or perhaps it was just a trash bag that was tumbling across the Texas landscape. I don't, uh, I don't see it in the docs, I don't know if uh, you saw the news story or not. Mm-hmm. There was a... I don't know. I guess like now he's got a, he's got his own YouTube channel and he's like um, pretty famous outdoorsman. He was like a on uh, fucking that show with Bear Gills where he's like outdoors surviving by himself or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he posted like on his Twitter like, "All right, I found this, and be warned." This is the real deal, guys, and uh, the government is uh, going to want to take these photos down because this is hardcore proof. This is a fossilized skull of gigantic Pithecus, a.k.a. Bigfoot, and you look at it, 
and it looks pretty staged and uh there was like it looked like he said in the back of the skull like there was like a bullet hole but Mm -hmm. it's not like jagged it's like really perfectly round so it looks like it's something that like a mounting hole where you would mount the prop up on the wall um we might have to we might have to look into that for next episode to do a proper story. But I just wanted to drop it real quick. That uh, Yeah, yeah, No, you're fine. I can squeeze it in real quick. I had that story bookmarked and totally somehow forgot about it. The guy you're talking about, Presto, is none other than Coyote Peterson. Well, from LiveScience.com, scientists dismiss Coyote Peterson's large primate skull discovery as a fake large primate skull allegedly found in British Columbia by American YouTuber Coyote Peterson. According to some social media posts he has shared on Thursday, July 7th, claim he may have found a Bigfoot skull. In those posts, Peterson wrote that he had hid the discovery for, quote, several weeks from the government officials and any others who try as they might to cease our footage of the excavation. However, experts told Live Science that Peterson's claim is highly suspect and that secretly extracting and transporting animal, marine, animal remains across national borders may be illegal. I'm sure these pictures will be taken down as well probably the video by government or state park officials, but the skull is safe. I don't know if it is what you all think it might be, but I cannot explain finding a primate skull in the Pacific Northwest without wondering. What do you believe? There are no large primates that currently live in North America other than humans. And though tales of elusive forest-dwelling hominids such as Bigfoot have persisted for centuries, there is no evidence to suggest such creatures might exist. Now, old Coyote Peterson's best known for his YouTube, YouTube channel, Brave Wilderness, and for hosting a series called Coyote Peterson, Brave the Wild. I don't know why I'm kind of patronizing this guy, so maybe I'll stop. Yeah, because, like, let's be honest. Like, maybe he's, like, one step ahead of Rick Dyer. Like, he didn't, like, try to fake the world with, like, a giant Bigfoot penis. Like, yeah, he did it with a fake skull. But still, dude, go fuck yourself, okay? Because Bigfoot is real, <laughs> and it's shit like this that just totally discredits Old Foot. And we like Bigfoot, so fuck you. I mean... Maybe stories like this, like Coyote Peterson or a red herring, to throw us off the scent, you know? Yeah. Like, the government's like, uh, we got to protect our Bigfoot brethren. They helped us back in the, you know, the Goblin War of 1973, <laughs> so fucking people can't know about them, so they're fake. Right. Yeah, they're just going to pay off somebody who has a YouTube channel, a couple million dollars, and, you know, it's going to ruin their credibility, but they'll live like a fat cat for a while. Peterson's best known for his YouTube channel, Brave... Oh, I, sh- I should also say this. Um, as much as I was patronizing him, I'm sure the guy could outlast me in any situation that involves me leaving my front door. <laughs> so hats off to him for being a survivalist. Yeah. He's, anyway. he's so tough, he drinks his own piss. Sean, you know, drinks watered-down beer. I mean... No, 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 no. I drank one the other day that was like... Motor oil in a car that hadn't been changed for probably two years, longer than it should have been. Oh, that's where it's at, buddy. Yeah, buddy. Well, anyway, Coyote Peterson Brave the Wild is on Animal Planet, and they also wrote that he also wrote he'd release footage on the skull on YouTube this weekend. 
But in the meantime, scientists have reacted to the alleged discovery on Twitter, questioning the credibility of the claim and suggesting that Peterson's actions, as described in his post, may cross ethical and legal lines. Jonathan Colby, a science consultant of the National Geographic Explorer with expertise in wildlife trade, wrote that smuggling any primate specimen into the United States, even if found in the wilderness, is illegal. Pinging Coyote Peterson for your information because USFWS or CBP might not be okay with this even if you think you found Bigfoot. Wow, interesting. Yanong Wang, a graduate student of the Geospatial Intelligence Program at John Hopkins University, University, geologist and author of 50 States Fossils, a guidebook for aspiring paleontologists, noted that Peterson's skull closely resembles a cast of a gorilla skull that's available for purchase on Ally Express. In the tweet, Wang includes a side-by-side comparison of the Ally Express product and the photo shared by Peterson. This is undoubtedly a gorilla skull, as is obvious from numeral anatomical details and as verified by a list of experts, says Darren Naish, a vertebrate paleontologist and scientist, science communicator in the UK, who told Live Science in an email. Also, it seems to be identical to a commercially available cast, specifically a gorilla skull. Damn, that sucks. We can straight away shut down the idea that it might be a real skull of an unknown primate. Nope, it's a cast of a known species. But in his post, Peterson said he's still in possession of the skull and that the specimen is safe and awaiting primatologist review. The, quote, secure location of the skull isn't specified, but it is in the U.S. Anywho, so maybe we'll follow up with that because this article does go on quite a bit. But again, that was from LiveScience.com. Well, finally, in our last story of this animal news special. A neighborhood in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, recently feared that they might be living in an H.P. Lovecraftian nightmare when several homeowners had been reporting a strange pint-sized monster skulking around in their yards. Just a few days ago, sightings of a bizarre diminutive creature with a furry rodent-like body and a testicled... I'm going to leave that in there. That's an autocorrect. <laughs> Testicled head. Just a few days ago, sightings of a bizarre diminutive creature with a furry rodent-like body and the tentacled head of a squid began to spread among the residents. The creature was being seen while people walked their dogs, while they walked out to get their morning papers and even sighted in their vegetable gardens. Resident Dennis Shore was out walking his dog in the neighborhood last Thursday morning when he spotted the alien creature. I've never seen nothing like this before. I walk my dogs every day and I've seen lots of rabbit, but today was very unusual. But before residents jumped to conclusion that somebody had summoned the Ancient One, instead, somebody summoned Josh Delger, the local game, fish, and parks biologist who discovered the strange little monster was not Cthulhu, but actually just a poor little rabbit suffering from a rare papillomavirus found only in cottontail rabbits. Now, Presto, I don't know if you can see that very well if you zoom in on that, but 
That picture of that poor little bun bun is pretty fucking creepy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the first one up there looks like it's got a legitimate Cthulhu face. Poor little duder. The virus, which is very, very similar to the human papilloma virus, a.k.a. commonly known as genital warts, caused the bunny's head and face to become covered in wart-like growths that resembled tentacles. And scientists report that CRPV causes large warty structures on soft skin areas. These growths are similar to genital warts found in humans suffering from a similar similar papilloma virus. Delger also said the condition in rabbits is more common than you might think, and it does show up every few years, although it rarely progresses to this stage, and the most common way the infection is spread is through ticks and mosquitoes. But he assures concerned dog owners that it's very unlikely the disease could spread from a rabbit to a dog. The disease can, however, be passed from wild rabbits to pet rabbits. The average lifespan of a cottontail is around three years. The neighborhood rabbit suffering from the tentacle-like virus will likely die of simple natural causes unless the growths begin to interfere with its feeding or make it more vulnerable to predators by blocking its eyesights or its ears. So the residents of Sioux Falls can relax. There is not a little bunny Cthulhu hopping through your gardens. It's kind of depressing. Yeah, it kind of was, man. I thought a, a story about a bunny rabbit would be kind of a fun way to end, but that was kind of a bummer, wasn't it? God, can you just imagine if human genital warts looked like that? Like, <laughs> put your pants back on, Cthulhu. <laughs> oh, my God. Have you watched this season of The Boys? No, I have not. Okay, well, I can't make that reference then, but yeah, octopuses and genitals, you can connect the dots there. Oh. Yeah, boy. Anyway, that's all we have on this episode of Pixelated Paranormal. If you're on the social media, this would be one of those episodes that might make you say, hmm, maybe I should give you guys a follow. So check us out on Instagram at PXLParanormal. On Facebook, the Pixelated Paranormal Podcast. That's where we post all the updates of when episodes get posted. Also, the companion video, I'm sorry, companion guides to the images that we will refer to in these episodes. Preston, talk about a little YouTube, would you? Well, fuck me. 189 subscribers. We've Holy got shit, a- really? Yeah, three since last time. Look at that. Look at that. So, Baby, we're going to uh, hit 200 real quick. Yeah, we're going to hit 200 real quick. Uh, maybe I should start posting videos again because I've been so busy I haven't up- <laughs> uploaded a, you know, a couple episodes yeah, here and there. But uh, there are over, uh, what's to say, 129 episodes on the old YouTube. Uh, so it gives you a chance to catch up on the back catalog. But go over there, like, subscribe, share with all your friends. Let's get, uh, grow YouTube. Um, we're getting there slowly but surely. I gotta say so, buddy. That's a nice little update there. I appreciate yeah. that. Hell yeah. And look, All right. if you need a beard, if you want a beard, if you want to grow a beard that, uh, you know, a lot of people confused if you got, uh, you know, bunny rabbit genital warts growing on your face or if you have actual <laughs> man hair, then you need to do yourself a favor and check out BigDobsBeardBomb.com and use promo code PXLPARA. 
for 20% off your order. Pick yourself up some scents like Bay Rum, Sweet Tobacco, Fresh, Citrus, Dundee, Cedar, Mint, and Classic. And uh, old Dobbs is even uh, getting in the tattoo world, and he's got himself some tattoo bombs. So if you got some fresh ink, slap some Dobbs on it. Yeah, specifically tattoo balm. Don't put the beard balm on the old tattoos. Yeah, that might not feel too good. <laughs> Speaking of new tats, do you want to talk about yours, or I can cut that out? Oh, no, yeah. the um, the uh, Jeffrey and I have been talking about getting like a couple's tattoo Wait, for a while. You just and, referred to uh, her as so Jeffrey. Been... Not the lady, not the missus, but Jeffrey. Yeah, well, I mean, fiancé, I mean, shit, in two more months is going to be the wife, so I could just go said it. The wife and I decided we want to do a couple's tattoo, and we've been <laughs> rolling around some ideas, and uh-huh. um, we were both off this weekend, which doesn't happen too often these days, and we had the kids with us. We went to uh, Station 8, which is an old firehouse here in Wichita, to have uh, barbecued. This barbecue joint took it over, and it's called Station 8 Barbecue. So if you live in the Wichita area, do yourself a favor. If you like barbecue, go fucking check this place out because, wow, it's good. Mm-hmm. And uh, we got done, and I'm like, I don't, honey, I don't I don't want to go home yet. Uh, you know, let's <laughs> run over to Sailor's Roll Famous Tattoos and uh, go talk to my boy. And uh, let's just see if uh, how much, uh, you know, these, these tattoos that we were thinking about getting would cost. And... Rolled up there, and uh, Saturdays they do walk-ins. He's like, eh, come back at 2 o'clock, we can get it done today. And uh, so we both, uh, we have a couple's itchy and scratchy tattoo. Um, I got itchy, and she's got scratchy. <laughs> and they're fucking awesome, dude. When you sent me that picture, and I was like, oh, are these the tattoos you're going to get? And you're just like, these are the tattoos we got. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, they're awesome, dude. Congrats. Those are fucking cool. We've been thinking about getting little couples tattoos. We both have the same, uh, very similar uh, Bigfoot tattoos, but we watched Over the Garden Wall, and Shayla really enjoyed that. So we've been tossing around the idea of getting, um, she would get either a Gregory and I would get a Wirt or the opposite there. But uh, I don't know. Hopefully some people get that reference. Presto, you haven't watched that yet, have you? Um, I've watched some of it. (laughs) Oh, really? Interesting. Awesome. Yeah, I watched... um... How many how many episodes are there? I think there's ten little mini episodes. So I've watched like three of those mini episodes and okay. uh, laughed my ass off the whole entire way, and yeah. then um, was gonna go back to it. And um, I'm trying to think if you, either you originally shared the link with me and I lost the email, or it was like one of those like, oh, it's on Hulu, go check it out real quick. Uh huh. So. Yeah, I've got a master cut, I believe, of all 10 episodes uh, spliced together as just a, a continuous movie kind of thing. I can shoot that over to you. But yeah, last I knew, it was over on Hulu. Uh, and listeners, if you have not watched it, Over the Garden Wall is a phenomenal show. It's something you can watch as an adult. You can watch with your wife, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your husband, your partner. Um, you can watch it with your kids, and everybody can get something different out of it. It's just one of those just really wonderful cartoons. It's ten short little episodes, like maybe a couple hours worth of uh, you know your life to watch this. It's got Elijah Wood playing the older brother Wirt. It's got little Colin Dean doing the voice of Gregory. 
Colin was in other stuff like um, Wonder and uh, Krampus and some other stuff. He's done a lot of voices for cartoons, but oh, it's just, it's fucking great. And Presto, you really ought to start it over and show uh, show Jeffrey and the kiddos. Uh, hell, your mom might even enjoy it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Fun for the whole family. Uh. Well, speaking of watching stuff, if you are in the Wichita area, please stop by and check out our dear friend Leslie and the rest of the gang out at CD Trade Post, Pawnee, and Seneca. And I got to say, I just saw on Facebook somebody fucking broke in and robbed that place. Oh, come on now. Yeah, they were shut down for the night, and somebody broke in after hours, and they got out with, um, like, a little booklet full of, like, Game Boy games, Game Boy Advanced games. And, yeah, yeah, it's just a fucking just pain in the dick, man. I can't believe people still do that shit, just breaking into stores. Unfortunately, it's happened to a couple of their locations in Wichita, which is just a real fucking pain. It really just kind of bums me out that people do that shit, but oh well. Hopefully they get some swift justice. Any hoozle, thank you guys so much for listening. We'll hopefully have Steven back on again sometime soon. That guy has just been running around like a madman, driving a wagon full of dead people. Oh. So on his behalf, I'd like to say cheers to the weird shit in the world and those of us that love to talk about it. And stay spooky and stay on the paranormal highway. The cast that Pixelated Paranormal would like to thank you for listening to this week's episode. Pixelated Paranormal is here to tell you tales of the fantastical, the strange, the unknown. Tales that will move you a little further down the paranormal highway. If you'd like to share your own listener story, we would love to hear it. Email us at pixelatedparanormal at gmail.com. Again, that's pixelatedparanormal at gmail.com. We'd really love to hear from you. Again, thanks for listening to this week's episode of Pixelated Paranormal, your guide to the unusual and the strange.